Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network-based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business. Come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. On this episode of the podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing Grace Jimson. Grace is the co-founder of a company called Holly Health. I think the best way to describe Holly Health is that it is like your digital health coach. So they are a tech company driven by behavioral science to create and sustain habits that in the long term will make us healthy and happier. You'll notice a theme in the last few interview podcasts. I think health, wellness is really, really important to me. I practice what I preach. I'm not perfect. I'm on this journey like with so many other people. So I am bringing on organizations like this to help spread the message, raise awareness, and for you guys to get a better understanding of the products and services out there that are available to you guys. So in this episode, Grace gives us a a leadership masterclass, a management masterclass on her approach to when everything feels urgent. She shares some really small, easy to implement actions to help her manage her well-being on the days where life is extremely busy. She talks to us about how she met her co-founder, Claire Wu, or how they found each other and the qualities that they were looking for. And she talks about the culture they are building within their organization. They're a startup, Grace, super ambitious, super inspiring. And yeah, I have no doubt whatsoever that Holly Health is going to be huge. So sit back and enjoy. And if you like what you hear, I would love it if you gave us an iTunes rating and review and share it with a friend. Share it with one friend. That would be great. Okay, I will see you in the next episode. Hi, Grace. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Business of Healthcare podcast. How's it going? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So it's been, we had a really fantastic initial chat and it'd be great if you could share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So I am the co-founder and CEO of Holly Health. Um, Holly Health is a digital coach for lifestyle behavior change. And we are in the early days. My co-founder and I have been developing this for the last year. And um, we've been supporting people over the last five or so months with our first beta version um, to support people with um, a holistic range of 
health changes with our company, uh, Holly Health. So we, we've taken a very different approach to, to other companies in order to basically build this with psychological and behavior change principles right from the, the core of the product. And we are very excited to de- develop it further, get our mobile apps out in the next couple of months and um, get as many people making healthy changes as possible. And what's led you here? For me, this has been a very long build-up. So I think I, I recognize the, the value of technology from a very early point. And that's because my, my dad was working on some of the earliest computers. And when I was growing up, he was bringing home the first versions of tablets and first versions of smartphones and things like that. And I just thought, this is how we, we really change the world and we improve our experience. Um, so from a, a kind of very early point, teenage years, I decided I will build a technology company in the future um, to address a human problem. I was also very, very observant of human behavior and psychology. And I was just fascinated by the fact that some people could really optimize their experience and others could really struggle. And and what were all of the parameters around that? and, And is it possible to change how you feel and how you experience your life? So for the last 15 or more years, I've been kind of mulling over that while I've thrown myself into my career. And mainly my, my focus has actually been on business management, leadership, operations, strategy, marketing in both corporates and startups. And I'm now at the point since the last couple of years where I've kind of amassed all of the skills and experiences that I thought I needed in order to build my own company, which was always the plan. So yeah, it, it feels amazing to get to this point and um, just excited to see how far we can take it. So the jobs that you took in the lead up to running your business now, were you very intentional with what jobs you took and with the view in mind, I'm going to take these skills to do my own thing? Yeah, definitely. I think I I recognise that you don't just start a business and, and hope for the best. The, the people who create amazing companies have quite often have previous experiences which have gotten got them to the point where they can build and grow something successfully so i kind of threw myself into the kind of the biggest learning opportunities that i thought i could um so that started out with retail management i i managed 150 people in my team as my first job out of university <laughs> baptism of fire and I also threw myself into high growth startups. So Deliveroo, I joined uh, before people knew what Deliveroo was. I kind of threw myself into an operational leadership role there. So set up a lot of the early operations um, and launched about 40 of their market and, and learned a lot about how to scale product design and physical operations as well. Um, and then I, I decided to join a very small company in order to kind of see things right from the ground up and that's where I joined the founding team at a computer vision company called Skate Technologies, which we we built for a couple of years, two or three years, and ended up um, exiting that into Facebook. So, yeah, I've I've had the opportunity to see things from quite a few different perspectives, which has been amazing. And yeah, it's kind of given me what I think I need to to build Holly Health. Given your experience in those other companies. How is that impacting the culture you are building in your organization? That's a really good question. I think 
something that I recognized, particularly in the highest paced roles. So in fact, retail management, delivery early days, any, any kind of small and growing startup, it's, it's obviously quite a stressful environment and you're trying to do tons at once. And I, like many people, kind of focused fully in on work and forgot about looking after my physical and mental well-being, which I think is the, the norm, to be honest, uh, across this country. I think it's it's standard for, for us to feel like we're too busy to really take care of ourselves. And so the culture was was actually work as, as many hours as you possibly can, and, and that will equal better long-term output. I, I do not think that's the case. <laughs> it's taken me probably a, a little while to learn that. But of course, we're building a, a health company as well. So um, we have some of these values and views in the team inherently. But our, our culture is very much look after yourself, look after your mental well-being and keep active. And the output of your work delivery is actually much stronger. So we, we take a lot of care to, to have a fairly flexible working structure, fairly flexible working day. So people can go and walk the dog or go for a run uh, when it works for them. And we, we want to maintain that as we grow as well. But do you ever find work takes precedent over your health in your own business now? There are definitely days where... You can be on the phone for, for kind of 12 hours, sometimes more, and with urgent things. So it feels like everything is urgent. It might be investor calls, it might be business development calls, or, or even customer calls. And I, I think it's, it's kind of, it's not realistic to expect that people are never going to have days like that. Yeah. But I, I know what I've recognized um, when I do have those days is that I more naturally do do the small little helpful things throughout the day that are going to keep my um, kind of stress levels at bay and also keep me kind of mentally focused. So whether that's making sure that I drink enough water or making sure that I I go for a quick walk around the block, even if I've only got five minutes eating kind of food that's going to sustain me through that day rather than like snacks that I know lots of people have. If, if we have kind of doctors and nurses listening to the podcast, I know it's, I know what it's like um, when you kind of go on a break and there's a box of celebrations and, and of course you need that energy hit. Um, but I think it, when you can get into the practice of using other things to, to kind of sustain you for longer, it's, it does feel better over the long term. So I love what you said, when everything feels urgent, what do you do when everything feels urgent? How do you prioritize what really does need your attention in that moment and what doesn't? Yeah, it's a hard one to explain how exactly that works. But I think I've treated my entire career almost as an in-tray exercise, (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of these. So in the past, I don't know if they do them anymore, but a good interview practice for for kind of business management roles was to put someone in a desk and throw tasks at them, whether it's paperwork or emails that come in or someone calls you on the phone and your job is to prioritize those and understand how you deal with them and what comes first, what comes later, what do you actually need to do? I think it's actually because my... All of my family are pretty much engineers. Um, I am not a, a technical engineer, but I think when I apply um, 
my work, I, I use quite an engineer's mindset. So it's about, right, let's just think logically here. What comes first? What comes next? <laughs> how, how long is it going to take? And which things are actually more sensible to, to move to tomorrow? I think something that's really important as well is, which, which takes a long time, I think, in your career to, to realize, is that you have to accept sometimes that you can't do everything that you necessarily wanted to do. And it's actually better to talk to the other person on the other end and say, let's kind of reconvene on this, maybe at a, a, a different time when you can both be fully there for it. Yeah, definitely. So talk us through the Holly Health app. What does it actually do? Yeah, definitely. So from a very high level, our goal is to take a population away from a kind of more restrictive diet mentality, which is typically probably the biggest health thing that is on most people's minds at this stage is sustainable weight management. And um, the majority of us uh, would like to lose weight or, or have outcomes which relate to um, weight and physique. And historically, we've relied on quite a, a strong diet mentality. So restricting what we're eating as the quickest route to get to our goals, that does work in the short term quite often because it's it's just kind of maths if you're eating less. However, it's very, very rarely leads to long-term changes. And unfortunately, it also leads to uh, people lowering their confidence levels and self-esteem because when they regain weight, it's very demoralizing. So what we are helping people to do is to set behavior changes which are achievable for the rest of their life. So this is helping you to change your, your entire lifestyle, essentially. And the way that we do that is basically replicating the role of a human health coach. Um, so I, I didn't mention, but um, behind my work, just because I was super interested, uh, I became a GP referral health coach. So we, we've actually replicated the role of, of that person in a digital form. So the way that it works is a, a patient or a member of the population comes to Holly Health and they have a short conversation with the Holly bird, which is a little friendly bird, um, the Holly character. And Holly learns about you and what your current situation is, uh, what are your motivations and challenges and some of your behaviours. And from that, we'll recommend uh, a few behaviours to focus on. And this is across sleep, exercise, nutrition and mental well-being as well. And then on an ongoing basis, the, the little Holly bird interacts with the, the patient to help them to achieve those new behaviors, educate them of, of why those behaviors are helpful and useful and keep them motivated and, and coached along the way. Um, and we do use quite a few CBT principles in order to really make those psychological changes stick. Really importantly as well, it's about getting to a point of mental readiness before trying to do too much. Um, so I think a lot of services will throw you into the deep end and you either get on with the program or you don't. However, our approach is to assess how ready you are in the first place. And if you're not quite ready to start changing behaviors, we switch the program around a little bit so that we're, we're actually coaching you into some self-reflection exercises and, and getting you to a point where you feel excited and ready to, to make some small changes. Um, yeah, that we're we're constantly developing how this works, and our apps, which will be ready to launch in the spring, are kind of 
packed with quite a few features that we're testing out alongside the general coaching. But that's the core principle of it. I think that self-reflection piece is really is is really interesting and I I work with a health coach but outside of that I, I'm looking over there because that's where my pad is but I bought a pad it's called stressless and one on some of the pages it says how are you feeling right now and then on the other page it then asks you to write down rational thoughts about you know like how you're feeling and I do think you can you can coach yourself out of it you definitely definitely can why would somebody choose your app over a, a different app and it doesn't you know like then there needs to be lots on the market because we're all different and we all are drawn to different things but if I'm choosing you know if you're at A and there's another at B how do what am I what is going to make yours stand out yeah and there is there is a place for a lot of services yeah. because ultimately behavior change is a little bit different for everybody and some people want a, a very prescriptive service that gives them all the answers and just tells them quite firmly what to do. And other people need more of a supportive hand and a little bit more adap- adaptive kind of service. So that's, I, I would say Holly is, it's the kind of psychological support system that helps you with physical outcomes. So the way that it's particularly different is the tone of voice that we use throughout the service. It's built by myself, my my co-founder, who's awesome, Claire, and we have a psychological medicine um, domain expert on the team as well, Daniela. And the the group of us with, with additional experts have built this to sound super supportive and encouraging and motivational. There are a lot of apps at the moment, particularly when you're thinking about things like wearables and nudges coming from all different directions, which are a bit more pushy and and a bit more kind of like, look, you didn't hit your step count today. You should probably hit that tomorrow. And like a little bit more, um, yeah, they're they're trying to get a specific thing out of you. What we recognize is that stuff doesn't go to plan a lot of the time. And actually, if you're not feeling good, let's scrap the the behaviors that that you're um that you were planning and think about a different exercise that's going to be more supportive for you psychologically so yeah it's it's a little bit hard to explain because it's so situation dependent but it's it's way more psychologically supportive than other services okay you mentioned your co-founder how did you find claire yeah, that's a that's been a, an interesting story. So both of us were were kind of on the lookout for our other person for quite a long time. And and Claire actually had previously co-founded a another business with a school friend, which that was in EdTech. Unfortunately, the it didn't work out in the end, that product and relationship as well. And I think so she she understood from that, right? I, I really need to look for these specific things in the person that I work with long term because otherwise the the working relationship can really crumble. I was on the lookout for somebody who had uh, complementary skill sets to myself. So Claire's from, she she has a PhD in neuroscience. She also studied psychology and she's a full stack engineer. Um, So lots and lots of very, very useful skills. But even more importantly than that, we share the same values and the same goals. And um, when we're thinking about do we take venture capital investment to grow this? What are the benefits of that? What are the negatives of that? And how quickly do we grow the team? Do we just want to kind of 
throw money at hiring people or do we want to be a little bit more conservative and, and build things in a, a more kind of conservative way? And we, we, we're both very, very aligned. In, in order to find each other, we, we were struggling in our networks and communities. I think we both had a very high bar um, and we actually eventually um, used this online co-founder network called Co-Founders Lab. And we saw each other's profiles on there and, and just thought, wow, okay, that looks like the perfect She's person. person. Personality-wise, what are you what, so where you say that Claire was very clear through her experience what she needed outside of the skills, what sort of personality is needed to complement yours? This is, yeah, tricky. So I think we're both fairly kind of mild mannered. <laughs> we both, um, we, it, it wouldn't work if we had one of us that was just very strong and demanding all the time. We, we're both very willing to have deep discussions over what we what we feel about the product or other areas. And I think something that, that Claire's definitely kind of taught me in, in this process of working together is it is actually very valuable to have disagreements, but over certain things. And whenever we have debate, it's always around the product. And, and it's always super con- constructive debate over okay, how, how should that feature operate? And what are all the pros and cons and what evidence can we gather for that? Um, and I think I probably avoid conflict when I can, but, but that type of conflict is the most valuable that you could possibly have. So yeah, it's, it's taught me that entering into kind of heated debate over product is, is super valuable. Um, and I think as well, we're, we're both very uh, reflective um, it wouldn't work if if I was to bring somebody in who wasn't willing to talk about what went well, what didn't go well. We actually, every single week, we have a, a kind of retrospective, just yeah, the two yeah. of us to yeah. like talk about all of that. Yeah, it works really well. When you had your first disagreement and obviously you didn't know each other that, you know, like that super well, like you know each other now. And you kind of went home, if you did go home or you were at home. <laughs> um, how did that feel? Did you, yeah, how did that feel? Because if you're not used to that. Um, so I, I think any, probably disagreement is actually a bit of a strong word. So the, the great thing about when we have any discussion is because we're such objective people. And in fact, I should have mentioned the objectivity. We're both very logical and will will turn to evidence to, to kind of resolve anything. So. Whenever we do go into discussion, it's about talking there and then about all the all the kind of reasons uh, for feeling a certain way about something, um, laying it out on the table together and actually getting to the point of resolution there together. So okay. we've never had a situation where we've kind of left it and either of us has felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> do you see, and I enter you're working with data, it's evidence-based but do you listen to your gut? Sometimes does your gut override the evidence or does the evidence always win? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes gut has to, has to win because when you're trying to do things quickly, you can't, you can't build something to then test it for, for multiple weeks with hundreds of people to then get the, get the thumbs up on it or not. And um, this is where actually having, diverse teams creating products becomes extremely important because 
no matter what the product or service is that's being built, there will be gut decisions which are made based on previous experiences, previous opinions, and your your life experience. And this is where I think having having us building Holly Health versus like the the typical heavily male teams quite often, or or maybe just um, less diverse, is it's a benefit for us because we can actually build um, a product which resonates with people who are a bit like us. I think that's actually quite valuable. So I was going to ask you this, but I suppose using your words, who are people like you? So who are those people that are like you? So like super ambitious, super driven, like they know. So it's who are they? Who are your ideal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we're building this for pretty much for anybody. So I, I don't want to kind of put it into too much of a shoebox. But I think the, the main thing is both my co-founder and I have been through the, the health challenges where life is crazy and you're trying to look after lots of things at once. And at some point, looking after your health slips and particularly psychological health. Um, I think that applies to pretty much anyone who's either working or a parent or is missing out on sleep for various reasons. And so we've built this for for everyone. However, I think when, when it comes down to it, um, the people that we're finding it really resonates with are roughly in our age bracket. So kind of in their thirties is, is our mid range, though we do have people from 18 all the way up to 80 and um, people who have been struggling quite often with something psychologically. So not necessarily anything diagnosed, but maybe uh, experiencing some sort of anxiety or, or depression type symptoms at some point in their life. Again, that is a large uh, amount of people. And then I suppose there is there needs to be a desire to move forward and make some changes. So there's there's no point trying to make serious behavior change if there if there's no motivation at all in the start. I'm I'm quite a motivated person generally. So I think that's where we have to be careful with with how we build the service, because if we were to assume that every single person in the world was as motivated as I am, for example, <laughs> um, then I think we'd be over-assuming the, the outcomes. So we have to make it much more supportive to, to people who aren't quite ready for changes as well as those who are. And how do people find out about you? At the moment, it's, I guess you probably have to be quite lucky to stumble across us because we haven't, uh, we've done very minimal marketing. I, I write quite a few blog posts, so I know those have been kind of spreading around and we we are on um, Instagram and Twitter, um, and we have a website which is hollyhealth.io. Anyone who is interested can actually sign up to a free service with us, uh, which is our, our beta service. And to, to do that, they just need to go to our website, hollyhealth.io, and press the button that says join the waitlist. Um, we are moving that wait list along very fast. So we'll, we'll give access pretty quickly. So for the next couple of months, we're going to keep that completely free. It helps people to, to put all kinds of different behaviors into their day and it runs through WhatsApp. So no app downloads. And it's actually quite handy having messages arriving to WhatsApp as well. Um, going forward, we, we are going to be doing a lot more 
brand awareness, particularly in the medical world. If there are any GPs or nurses or anyone who has a, a team of people who could benefit from this, we actually think it's it's going to be pretty useful to provide our service for free initially to um, healthcare professionals because ultimately the patients get the advice from the professionals. I think it's it's great if we can offer this out to to people so they they get what it is and can eventually recommend it out to their patients as well. What is the biggest lesson you have learned about yourself so far in building this business? Oh, that is a difficult question. I think I've I've learned that I'm actually okay. I I think the the most important thing is to recognize that we all need balance. And I think probably this is spurred on by uh, the pandemic in the last year. Um, But I think it would be very easy for someone like me to get very hung up over the work all the time. And there, there are kind of weeks that go by where, where it's quite intense and, and it can be quite anxiety um, bringing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, yeah, what I've, what I've learned is that it's just, it's so much better for the company and for um, everything else to make sure that everyone has balance. Everyone in the team needs to be feeling good while they're doing their work. And for me, um, the, the learning there is that I need to go out and make sure I'm getting my exercise in whenever and um, and doing new things like yoga, which I've only got into in the last year, which has been very useful. Um, I, I'm training for triathlons, which oh, is cool. um, if they happen this year, which apparently they are, um, I need to really step my game up. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot to do. <laughs> You know, I keep I've looked at it. so I've done a few ultra marathons I'm doing Everest this year but I'm like I can't get my I can't get my hair wet <laughs> like I just <laughs> I can't I saw my friend do an ultra marathon a triathlon and just just going in the sea and I think she like came up with a black eye like <laughs> just like just um I'm, I can run and I can go on a bike but I'm not I'm not into that the water bit is the easiest bit, to be honest. I, you, if you could just get over the the wetness, <laughs> then, then you'd be absolutely fine in the water. <laughs> what is the toughest decision you have made in the business to date? We've actually we've actually been pretty damn lucky, given that so many companies have had really difficult situations in the last year, and when you think about it, it's maybe um not the greatest idea to start a business in a global pandemic but um (laughs) at the same time um it has been really amazing and even when we have had difficult decisions to make I feel like nothing has been so hard that that it's it's kind of got us to question uh, are we doing the right thing? Is this, is everything okay? Probably the the trickiest decision. I wouldn't say it's it's kind of crippling or anything, but it's it's been quite tricky to understand how to play the funding situation with, um, with building this. Um, so we have taken in investment from some, some great angel investors and small funds, um, but Lots of companies in our situation will will then kind of want to really accelerate things and go down the venture capital route. 
we're kind of we we may do that and we we may um grow holly health on our own so uh, there's quite important decisions to be made there because it does uh, alter the the trajectory of pace and and delivery so i i'd say there's decisions there that are still ongoing yeah. <laughs> those are probably the hardest ones and in your circle, are you talking to entrepreneurs and people like yourself that startups all the time or are you or are you not? Yeah, quite a few. So because I've been in in the startup world for a while, I I have got to know quite a few founders and I think any any founder who doesn't try and regularly check in with other founders is at a disadvantage because there are lots of situations that you come across that that really you need to chat through with somebody else and, and get their experiences. And it usually makes you feel better about what's going on with you because it is a bit weird. It's a, it's a different thing from kind of being in a, in a company where the structure already exists. I personally think building a company is the best thing in the world. I would not want to do anything else, but there are lots and lots of decisions to, to make very early and um, how you define what your values are and how you define your processes and, and your route to market in a short space of time. It's all very important and you, you need to touch on other people's experiences really to help you. Are there any books that have helped you with any of that? Um, there are lots of books that, that have helped us to build Holly Health, many of which are from kind of psychology and behavior change and um, and health and well-being. From a, a business perspective, um, uh, one book called Hooked um, by by Nir Eyal. Um, that is pretty interesting. Um, it, it basically it looks at the consumer products over the last, I believe, the last decade or so, which have used some behavioural principles to really hook our attention and our time and our energy. So it kind of it will zoom in on on companies like Facebook and and talk about how have they how have they used different behavioral principles to really pull us away from everything else and not necessarily in the healthiest way. So it's, it's kind of drawing upon how companies can use use those approaches for better or for worse. Um, it's quite interesting. Okay. And there's a book called, when you were saying about how you build your systems and processes, there's a book called Traction by, I think it's called by Gino, is it Gino Wickman? Yeah, Gino Wickman. It's really, it's really, you don't kind of look at it verbatim, but you could look, you could take the book and really apply it and change it to how you would want to work. It's a really, 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 really good book. What is your goal so you mentioned obviously around marketing and raising awareness what is another goal that you're going to be focused on over the next 18 months so over the next 18 months we want to reach at least 100,000 people with holly health the the longer term goal is population scale coverage so we we very intentionally built this solution to be fully digital right from the start which makes it very scalable and also affordable. So we're we're um, looking out for opportunities with local councils, for example, who are rolling out very widespread well-being schemes involving weight management and psychological services, um, and things like the National Diabetes Prevention Program, um, which is scaling up quite a lot. 
we we're, we're looking um, at involvement with with schemes like that and beyond that as well it's it's about international coverage so even though we haven't marketed our beta service there are people from over 22 countries using it somehow um and we we know that there's a there's a kind of worldwide need for for behavioral support with lifestyle changes so we want to be international as quickly as we possibly can within this year that's going to be at least the uk and the us uh and probably europe as well exciting So I know you've already said, but can you just remind our listeners, if people are interested in finding more about Holly Health, how can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you would like to try the the kind of first version of this, it's completely free. And you can go to our website to learn more, which is hollyhealth.io. And Holly is spelled H-O-L-L-Y. Or you can Google it, Holly Health, and it will be the first thing that comes up. If anyone would like to talk about what we're building or understand it a bit more, then you can also email me um, and you can do that through hello at hollyhealth.io. Cool. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. It's really, really funny. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.